0: With the audio market full of saturation plugins and new saturation plugins popping up like Daisy, it's tough to know which one you should drop your hard-earned money on. In this video, you'll see how Decapitator can take your raw tracks from this go, I I to this. Go, and you'll know why the pros love this plugin. Let's get into it. Well, I'm gonna play the track with Decapitator on and then I'm gonna take it off and you tell me. short answer is yes, Decapitator is worth it. So before I show you everything that I did on the track so you can copy the settings and apply them to your own productions, let's talk about the controls on Decapitator and what they allow us to do. The first two important controls on Decapitator are going to be the drive and the punish. Now think of drive as your input. So you're driving the input of the source material into the analog circuit. And a cool thing to know is if you click on the drive, you can actually see the decibel amount. So drive allows you to go between zero and 10 and then punish will actually do a 20 dB boost into the analog circuit. So if you really want some gnarly distorted tones, you can turn on punish. You're already at 20 and then you're adding more drive or input signal into the saturation circuit. So you can get some gnarly clipping stuff going. Next control is the low cut. So you're rolling off frequencies in the low end before the analog circuit. So you have like a tom, a bass drum or a bass or anything with just like a lot of low end. So it doesn't create flubbiness from the analog circuit. You can roll off some of those frequencies prior to it hitting the circuit. So you don't get that nasty flubbiness that we're talking about. And then right next to that is thump which is adding a little bit of a bump. Think of like a tape saturation circuit where it adds a little bit of bump in the low end. That's all thump is doing. And let me actually show you a visual representation representation of this. So here is McDSP's analog channel that emulates tape machines. Now the roll off, think of that as the low cut. So let's say we low cut to like 50 Hertz and then we wanted that thump on. So thump is gonna add that little bump in the low end and that's what bump is doing. So you get this tape type saturation boost in the low end and that's all those two buttons are doing. So without thump on, you would just have this slope. Again, a different plugin, but it's just a visual representation of what I'm talking about. Next to low cut, we have tone. Now the best way to think of tone is it is a flat shelf. And when you go towards right, it's gonna boost more top. End, and if you go dark, it's gonna boost more low end. Let me actually show you that in another plugin as well. So here's an instance of Pro-Q 3 that happens to have a flat shelf that we can use. So if on Decapitator you go more towards bright, this is something like this is what's gonna happen and you go dark, this something like this is gonna happen. So more low end, opposite, and then top end towards right. Now this is really key to remember in sculpting tones with Decapitator. Those five parameters, drive, punish, thump, low cut, and tone are all before the analog circuit. So that's how you're gonna mold and shape whatever you want to happen to the analog circuit. The next couple of controls are going to be after the analog circuit. The first knob I want to talk about after the analog circuit is the high cut. Now, this is going to allow you to roll off top end frequencies, and by default, it's like a gentle 60 dB per octave filter. If you hit steep, you're going to get a 30 dB per octave, so it's a steeper filter. Now, this helps because when you add any type of saturation to a source or distortion, the top end tends to get these really excited frequencies because of how much saturation harmonics are being added to the signal. This high cut allows you to tame that top end so it doesn't get too Fizzy and out of control. And you'll see it later on in some of the track. Right after the high cut is the mix knob. And the mix knob is a blend of the dry and wet signal. And this is really helpful for blending. So if you don't want too much of that saturation characteristic, you can dial it back. And it's really helpful when you're punishing and pushing the drive knobs on something. And it's just overwhelmingly saturated and distorted. Dial back that mix knob to flavor and you're all set. And right above that. And the last part of the signal chain is the output. Now, by default, Decapitator has auto output, which matches the drive input. But because of how much excitement is happening from the saturation characteristics, it tends to sound louder and ruin or mess up my gain staging. So I like to turn it off and then dial back the output by ear by bypassing and re-enabling the plugin to find it where I kind of had it in terms of uh, the gain staging of my mix. Otherwise, if I keep it on auto, things start getting weird and my compressors start acting funny. So just note that when you're using this plugin, yes, auto is supposed to compensate, but really listen to see if it's comparable. That way it's not messing up your gain staging. Now let's talk about the cool stuff about Decapitator. That is the five different styles of saturation we can choose from. So style A is based on a Ampex 350 tape drive preamp style. It's a tape recorder from like the 1950s. This one is going to be the most gentle or smooth sounding of all the saturation characteristics that we have available to us. So anything you want a little bit of that saturation mojo, but you don't want that mojo to overly affect the sound of whatever source material, that's probably going to be your safest bet to go with. And also just to know by default with nothing else on, there's already a tone that's happening with each one of these style characteristics and you'll see that later in the video. Next is Style E, which is based on a Chandler EMI TG channel type saturation circuit. This one is great for like a preamp type sound that has low end and top end sheen and you'll see it applied later, but it has a little bit more character. Than style A, but it's not too drastic. It's just got a tiny bit more character. The next style is style N, which is a Neve 1057 input channel. Anything Neve, I always think low end and mid range. So it's gonna sound great on guitars, drums, honestly, pretty much anything that you want, like more low end or mid forwardness. The style N is gonna be the one to go with. And it's a really, really fun style. The next two units are style T and P, which are based off Thermionic Culture's Culture Vulture unit. T is for the triode and P is for the Pentateau. Both these units add even style harmonics, but the triode's gonna have a little bit more aggressive character to those even harmonic. It's really gonna sound good on anything you really wanna get some bite to. Think like percussive instruments and maybe some guitars. P is gonna be a little bit more gentle of a tone. Still gonna have an aggressive character. This one, think guitars, vocals, things of that nature. Now that we know what all the knobs and think of do on Decapitator, let's go into the session and see how I use Decapitator to enhance each sonic quality of all the instruments to make them sound like that intro bit. Got so let's say I listen to this kick drum without anything. I'm really focusing that beater sound. And I'm using the E style because I wanted some of that top end sheen for the beater and then I wanted to maintain that low end character of uh, the kick drum. Cool, let's go check out kick two now. Kick two, same style going on. There are the parameters and let's take a listen without. That's a very knocky sound. And this is really pinching in that knockiness. much more focused. Now let's go to kick three. So with kick three, I wanted to focus the mid range and the low end. So I went with the style N and let's take a listen to the kick without it. it just focuses that kick and that low end. Now let's go check out the snare top. Again, I went with the style E on this one cause I wanted that top end for the snare and a little bit of low end umph for the, the body. It's really focusing that snap. Awesome, let's go take a listen to the snare bottom now. Same thing with this one, using the style E. Without it, it just sounds kind of wide and vibrant, like it's almost out of control in the top end. Now it's snappier and focused. For now, we're gonna go to the overheads before the toms. So let's go check out the overheads. So the overheads, I wanted a more sheen, very smooth type saturation. So that's why I went with style A. I'm also pushing the drive, but then I'm also backing off the mix and the topping because I didn't want it to get too out of control. let's go check out the mono room track. Now for the room tracks, I really, really wanted to punish them. I just think rooms deserve to be punished. That's how you get so much coolness out of them. So I'm using the punish, ironically, and I'm pushing the drive, rolling off some low end with the thump, pushing towards the bright, and let's take a listen. Really exciting, that room. Now let's check out the other room tracks. Same thing with these room tracks. I really wanted to drive them. And on the other room tracks and these ones, I'm using the style T I really wanted to exaggerate the percussive elements of these, uh, these drums. Just adds so much more character and weight. Now let's go check out the toms. So for this tom section, I'm gonna play all the toms together, but I'm gonna show you the settings first because they make more sense in context because of the toms hitting one another. They're all pretty much using the same settings. The only difference is like this roll off right down here is probably the only difference on these. Go check out the second rack tom, look at those settings. Yeah, you can see 61 extending it out a little bit. They have the thump on there as well. Floor tom, that one goes down to 47. And there is not a second floor tom, but I still put on an instance. And Even without anything happening, It's just still affecting the sound. And let's solo these, play it. So let's solo these and then play it. And then with. Just focuses those toms a little bit more. Now let's go check out the bass track. So the bass tone on this track is already distorted, but I really wanted to emphasize the low end and the mid-range attack. So let's take a listen. focuses that low end that mid range. Highens up that low end too. Now let's go check out the rhythm guitars. So i went to style P on the guitars cause I didn't want like the triode sound. I wanted a Pintoed like a little bit smoother but overly exaggerated saturation sound. And you're gonna notice on pretty much all the rhythm guitars that I did like a little roll off. Uh, let's take a listen to these without Decapitator and I'll bring it in. <laughs> And earlier I mentioned how sometimes the harmonic saturation can excite the top end. Let's take a listen to these on without the high-end roll-off. They get fizzy in that top end, so we counteract that by rolling it off a little bit. And then copy and paste. This sounds like the guitar player had more excitement when they were strumming and it just brings those guitars forward a little bit. Let's go to this other section over here that has the other two rhythms in this verse and they should be pretty much the same set. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Take a listen, take a listen without. Without Decapitator, they sound kind of slushy. And then when you bring it in, it tightens them up. Especially that low end palm mute. You listen, it's like kind of like farty sounding in that low end, but then with Decapitator, it tightens it up. And now let's go check out the first lead guitar here. This one, not really doing anything too crazy. Just really focusing that top end. It was a little too bright, so I wanted to darken it. best way to hear this in context is let's actually ring in the rhythm guitar and bypass it. Okay. You got that fizziness, it's fighting. Now it's tucked in and it sounds like a wall of guitars. The next rhythm guitar for the chorus is just adding a little subtle weight in the mids as well. Let's take a listen to this one with Apps Why it's a little flubby sounding? So why it sounds great on its This is just tuning it in a little bit. Now let's incorporate that lead guitar and those rhythm guitars as well, and then play it without decapitator, and then bring in decapitator. <laughs> So instead of sounding like several different guitar performances, Decapitator is helping me sculpt them to sound like one big major guitar chord that's coming at us as opposed to separate ones, which is really rad. Then there's this little guitar right here. I didn't really do anything to this one. Remember earlier how I mentioned that even without any processing, Decapitator does something. So as you can see, there is nothing going on, but I'm going to play it without Decapitator and play it with it and let's see if you can hear it. Listen to that top end and how there's a smooth roll off. It's just shaving it off very gently and it's going to help it Excite the chorus. So instead of automating a filter on the like pre-chorus guitar line like that You just drop the captator get some saturation harmonic thing going and that subtle roll-off really helps make the entire Track come to life when the chorus hits because it's just a very smooth roll off Whereas if we had it off and those chorus guitars come in it kind of sounds a little too overwhelming (laughs) Before the chorus comes in, listen to this guitar without Decapitator and how it kind of sounds a little too upfront for kind of something before a chorus. And then when the chorus guitars hit, it's kind of less exciting because that guitar is so loud. It's so vibrant in the top end, but when we bring in Decapitator, it smooths it off gently, but it doesn't take too much away, but it helps with the next part of the progression. (laughs) The cool little thing and then i think there's like another lead and this is literally just the same settings as the first guitar lead because it wasn't really doing anything but i wanted some, some mojo there so without. in a little excitement now let's go check out the vocals so with the vocals i went with style e because i wanted that chandler type sound did a little bit of a roll off my drive i'm going more towards bright but i'm rolling out some of that high end and then i have a mix knob on this one where i'm blending like 34 and this is the same setting on all the vocals so i'm actually going to play all of them without it and then bring it in i can't let go i guess i'll eat alone pineapples on my mind Just don't waste my time. Sweet and salty makes the money. You probably like anchovies. I'm shouting to the sky. My pride is in this pie. Cool. So the next thing is let's listen to Decapitator on the Master face. All right. So these are the settings of Decapitator on the Master. I'm getting a little bit of that tape thumping that I wanted, rolling off 44 hertz. The drive's barely touching. And you'll notice that I'm going a little bit more towards the bright side, but I am mixing at like 25% because I didn't want the saturation characteristic to overwhelm the entire mix. And now let's take a listen to this chorus without it on and then I'll bring it in. I can't let go. I can't Just acting like a analog saturation summing console type sound, and it's just smoothing everything out. And let's take a listen to everything again without the decapitator, and then with the decapitator. I can't let go. I can't So there you have it, Decapitator on a raw mix. If you don't already own it, highly suggest you go out and get it. it sounds fantastic. It just adding that little bit of saturation and having the power to sculpt it can really help liven up your tracks before you even get started mixing or taking it further into the production. I will be doing comparison videos on Decapitator with other similar style Decapitator plugins out there just to see how they stack up at one against another. I don't know how they'll do, so be sure to look out for those videos. And if you've gone this far and enjoyed the video, do us a favor and boop the like button below for the almighty YouTube algorithm. We'd greatly appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next video.